Hey there, Frontlines listeners. This is Mike letting you know about this week's sponsor, Audible.com. Head over to audiblepodcast.com slash clonewars to download your free audiobook. Choose from over 60,000 titles, including a wide array of Star Wars and Clone Wars audiobooks. So head over to audiblepodcast.com slash clonewars to start your free trial today. Welcome to the 41st episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Cat and Mouse. I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me as always is Matt Crinky. Say hi, Matt. Hey, Frontlines fans. How's it going? Hey, Mike. Hopefully uh, this week will go a little better than last week. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, I've, if, if, for those who have downloaded the last episode, there's a little bit of technical difficulties and in the interest of getting the episode out, we just had to put it out. Um, but hopefully this week will be a lot better. Hopefully. Here's open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and last week, you know what? Let's be honest. It wasn't really going to be a good episode anyways because Senate Murders was boring. It was hard but, to come uh, back from a five-week break and come, <laughs> come into that. But, uh, yeah. you know, this week we're going from the Senate uh, stuff and we're going to take a 180 and get into some, uh, you know, good old fashioned space battles here. Yes. So, yes. Back Very into the awesome action. Yeah. So, uh, but before we do that, let's, uh, well, let's get to the big news because there's some pretty big news <clears throat> for Clone Wars fans. Yes. And, uh, and for Boba Fett fans in particular. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, in fact, the day after we recorded the last episode. Yes. Um, USA Today ran an article uh, about the upcoming 30th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back and uh, and how Boba Fett is an important character in that. And in this, uh, in this article, they announced that Boba Fett will be appearing on the April 23rd episode and also the season finale on April 30th. So... Uh, Two big pieces of news there. One, that Boba Fett's coming back. It's going to be young Boba. And uh, yes. and the second is that we have actual air dates for the season finale. Yes. Uh, which means we've only got one month left of That's Clone it. Warsy goodness. Um, and then, uh, well, you and I will probably take a break uh, in anticipation of C5. Oh, yeah. Get our stuff in order for that and then uh, and then come back with some 
guests and that sort of thing before we head to C5. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I have to say on this, we talked a little bit about this last week, and it was more towards the, is he going to appear in a live action series? I think, uh, you know, him appearing as the voice, you know, I I didn't have a problem with it. I think it's the right thing. Uh, It's only a few, from episode two to where we are now, it's what, maybe a year or two? Yeah. So it's going to fit nice and always, you know, having someone else or have someone come in that's done the voice before and who's the original character, you know, that's, that's always good. I know people are going to yeah. be happy about that. And I have to say as Boba, Boba Fett appearing in the Clone Wars, I did make this call way back in August. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. I made the call, check <laughs> it. It's in the forums. I checked it today. Cause I know I remember talking about this. I, I, postulated that he was going to appear as a season finale kind of like they did last year with Cad Bane introducing a new character in the season finale and I kind of had a feeling that we're going to do this with with Boba so um you know I'm looking forward to we got the last two episodes uh going to feature young Boba and and the photo if you haven't seen the photo it's uh of him and a new bounty hunter but as the photo spreads out that just got leaked out maybe today or yesterday it actually shows him with Bosk and our scene. So we're going to get the whole clan here coming out. And with next week's episode, which I have already seen, as oh, we discussed great. last week on the <laughs> yeah. podcast, I'm a week ahead. Uh, next week's episode is actually entitled Bounty Hunters and is an awesome, awesome twist on the Bounty Hunters that we've seen so far in the series. Um, very, very cool. So, okay, say uh, that because I'm gonna with, use, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come well, back with, to you with that later on. Okay, with, <laughs> but with all that, you know, like it's a couple of weeks ago, we were complaining that, that they said that this season was gonna be the bounty hunter season, and it really hasn't been so far. Well, it's going to be, it's, it's gonna yeah. turn itself around and be very, very bounty hunter oriented. It's gonna be, uh, yeah, it's gonna be the bounty hunter bookends, basically. Yeah, yeah. Started the season off with a bang and then end with a bang. So um, I'm sure everybody's looking forward to that. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Oh, here we go. We have the first celebrity guest confirmed for C5. And it is none other than Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. And uh, there's a story out from Lucasfilm saying she's always a huge hit. And, of course, you know, why can't we have more... Uh, actors from the trilogy or from actually from both trilogies that kind of embrace it. She's, you know, she's gone to WonderCon last year. She's been to, you know, her and Mark Hamill, they do a lot of stuff for star Wars. And if you haven't seen the promo video for C5 yet, go online, check it out. It'll get you pumped up for C5. If that can't get you pumped up, you know, I have never been to one. So just watching that was kind of neat. And it got me pumped up for C5. So there it is. The first celebrity guest confirmed, Carrie Fisher. And that's a big one right there, you know. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we can probably guess at who else is going to be announcing that they'll be there. And they'll probably announce pretty soon because, I mean, Billy D. Williams more than likely be there. Right. Uh, Anthony Daniels, without a shadow of a doubt. Peter Mayhew, Peter for Mayhew. sure. Yeah. Uh, those two are at everything. David Prowse. Uh, Ray Park. Yeah, Ray Park. Like, there's a few of them that that's pretty much all they do now is just make the convention circuit. Right. So, um, 
we can expect to hear probably a lot more in the next little bit. And as these announcements come out, uh, Matt and I will be setting up as best as we can uh, our interviews and and uh, and that sort of thing, and uh, and sit downs and and recordings with with these different people. So uh, here's hoping we can get Princess Light. That would be oh wow, that would be pretty epic. That'd be huge. Yeah, Big time. Um, you know, and they also talked, there was another story about C5 and, and me and you, we talked about this, Mike, um, earlier this week about the, uh, special packages for C5. And if anybody's crazy enough to go for these, these things are the Jedi Knight package, which is $350 each and the Jedi master package, which, which is $750 each. And it's only limited to, uh, 250 for the for the Jedi Knight and 50 people for the Jedi Master one. Yeah. And that's an awful lot of money. We talked awful lot of money for, uh, uh, for getting the front of the line for the autographs and a couple and a t-shirt and a pin and a hat. And, yeah. uh, you know, of course you do get to get into some of the things earlier, some reserve seating. Um, you get to meet with some of the uh, Clone Wars, you know, Dave Filoni, I'm sure some of the voice actors, so that's kind of cool. But uh, for me, it's going to cost just enough just to get over there. Yeah, you know, I can't throw down another, you know, six hundred fifty bucks for a chance to meet Dave Filoni when he might be walking around anyway. Maybe not, I think I for I think for us, it's not even that big of a deal because yeah, we've yeah. got our press badges and we've got uh, contact information for. Um, for the the public relations person right. for the convention itself, so there's an opportunity for us to meet these people without. But for those of you who aren't in the press and aren't, uh, you know, fortunate enough to have a podcast or something to be affiliated with, that you can get in there and maybe get some one-on-one -on -one time with people. Like, this is the only way that you're going to be able to guarantee it. But yeah, it's a convention, and uh, and you're you're probably just going to get to see these people just by being there you know like if you're going to be there every single day of it uh, i i wouldn't guarantee anything for someone who's just going to be there on the saturday or the sunday but if you're going to be there from what it starts like the tuesday or wednesday i believe i think it starts the wednesday wednesday yeah five days yeah wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday if you're going to be there every single one of those days then you are probably going to get to see somebody yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Um, so it's, it really, to me, it seems like a cash grab that they're just like, here, look, we'll give you this fantastic opportunity for $750. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's Ooh. a little bit ridiculous in my opinion. I mean, 750 bucks is a lot of money to be spending. And, uh, and it's probably only going to be very, you know, it's like, it's catering to super rich people, right? Like oh, yeah. it's not yeah. catering to the average fan. And, uh, and I don't know how, how I feel about that. I don't know if I can get behind something like that, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe definitely. you've been saving up money since the last celebration and waiting for an opportunity like this. So and here uh, it is, <laughs> you know, I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. There might be people who are excited about this, but, uh, I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah. No, we're good. Um, another collecting, well, let's go to some collecting news now. Um, just a quick story, uh, a Frontlines, or a Lucasfilm artist and a Frontlines friend, Tom Hodges, who has been on our show before, 
Yeah. Um, he is the first artist involved in the 30th anniversary artwork collection. And there's going to be 12 uh, prints done. Uh, and it starts out with the beginning of Empire, and it kind of goes through the, uh, the movie. And Tom uh, has the first illustration. And his is of the uh, Darth Vader landing on Hoth. Yeah. And uh, it's a really cool sketch. And stuff like this is, is really cool to me because, like I said before, uh, it just fascinates me because I can't do that. I mean, I, I have such trouble just doing any kind of drawing. And to see someone bang out a sketch like this and then ink it and color it in it, all the uh, detail that's involved, uh, it's just fascinating. So uh, he has the first one. It's already sold out, apparently. And uh, there's some yeah, other... Yeah, within, within like a couple of hours, I believe. I mean, yes. He was, I didn't look at the timeline exactly, but he was tweeting about it. Right, and, right. And uh, astounded that his, his stuff sold out so quickly because it did. It sold out instantly. It was unbelievable. Yeah, so. they were limited to 100 prints uh, per artist. And I want to say these things were going for, what, 350 or something like that? They were not cheap. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, and to sell out quick, I mean, that's, it's great for him. And, uh, there's some other artists involved, probably some names that you've heard of Nathan Hamill and, uh, Katie cook, uh, the artist Jake. And, uh, so there's 12 of them. There's going to be 12 different ones. So, uh, that's the first one. I don't even know what the other ones are going to be yet. Um, this is the first one I've seen. I don't know if, if you heard of anything else besides what, what the other artists I, are doing. I haven't, I haven't seen yeah. anything else from anybody. Okay. But. Yeah, so that's a that's a that's a cool thing there, and then also on the storefronts. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a store called Ross, Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we get American commercials here, so I've okay. Seen they have so, uh, your American commercials. That they the the quote is "I got it at Ross." That's their big thing. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they're mostly see, known see, for. We for know clothes. we're we're civilized up here. In Canada. <laughs> You got a Ross. Hey, wow. Next thing you're going to say you have a Walmart or something. <laughs> we do, but our Walmart has a little maple leaf on it oh, okay. in the logo. But, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. So, yeah, you know, I've, I've hit these stores, and uh, there's some really good good stuff going for clearance now. And I just uh, happened to find at the Ross, they have the ATST, which was originally, I want to say, 35 40 bucks, down to nineteen ninety nine. Cool. And they had the Dewback, which was I think a, a Dewback with the with the Stormtrooper. Um originally around thirty bucks. Uh they have that for fifteen ninety nine at a Ross. And we just happened to be going through there and I, I saw a, a story on it on I think it was Yak Face or one of the collecting sites. Went over yeah. there, took a trip and wow, there it is, you know. Uh fifteen ninety nine and nineteen ninety nine. So a heck of a deal. I got a couple of those. So Anybody in the states or in Canada, if you have a Ross, go check them out. They got some, they got some great deals and some Star Wars stuff in there. So, uh, and also check out Walmart because uh, they also have the ATST. If you can't find them at Ross, Walmart has them for. Uh, I got mine for twenty bucks. So some good deals going out there in the in the toy world. So, cool. Uh, I just want to let everybody know. Check out your Ross. Uh, anything else going on in collecting, or is it? Uh, uh, no, collecting wise, pretty quiet. But uh, for you, no. Okay. Yeah, no. I guess that's it. 
Oh, there was a quick announcement about Star Wars uh, Disney toys. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. What was that about? Did you read that at all? Uh, they're, they're the ones that you can only buy at Disneyland and Disney World. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and it's it's an Empire Strike. No, it's a Return of the Jedi set. You would think that they'd do an Empire set because it's the 30th anniversary, but it's um, I think they did Empire last year. So it's, it's Return of the Jedi. Um, you got Mickey as Luke Skywalker, as always. Uh, and then right. you've got Minnie as Princess Leia, which is confusing to children uh, because Mickey <laughs> and Minnie are, yeah. well, uh, and then, yeah, but uh, it's, it's just, you know, brother and sister, but yeah, it's not cool. Um, <laughs> Donald Duck is Han Solo, uh, Goofy is C-3PO, and Pete is Boba Fett. And I don't particularly like that. What did you say was Boba Fett? Pete? Pete? Pete, yeah. So he's like this big fat Boba Fett. He's Boba Fett. Huh. It's not cool. <laughs> not cool. Not but, cool uh, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to be available at, at Disneyland. And that's right. Then, you know what? They might be available around C5. Uh, if you're coming to C5, you're right next to a Disneyland anywhere, Disney World, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but a Disney resort or theme park, whatever they call them. So you'll have your opportunity to probably pick them up then. There it is. All right. I think it's time we uh, head over to the recap. What do you say? Yep. Let's do, Let's it. do it. You fought in the Clone Wars? Yes. I was once a Jedi Knight for the your father. My name's Rex. She'll call me Captain or Sir. I make the rules now. I'm Ahsoka Tano. Jedi scum. For 800 years have I trained Jedi. Yahoo! Alrighty then, here we go with Cat and Mouse. Christophsis is ringed by a cordon of heavy separatist cruisers. Anakin Skywalker's task force of Republic cruisers weathers incoming fire as he and Admiral Yularen make contact with beleaguered Bail Organa on the surface. Organa's situation grows dire and the blockade has cut off all resupply efforts and the Senator's relief mission now runs low on food, water, and munitions. They are close to being overrun by the vast droid armies that march across the planet's crystalline surface. Commanding the Separatist forces from the dreadnought flagship Invincible is the Arachnid Admiral Trench. Trench's long-range attacks begin picking off the transport ships in Skywalker's task force. Skywalker orders his crew to overfire the Resolute's reactors as he prepares to charge the enemy, but belays that order with the sudden arrival of Kenobi's flagship Negotiator. Skywalker reluctantly calls off his attack and the Republic ships retreat behind Christophsis Moon. So, you know, we talked uh, just before we started this, uh, we were trying to figure out, did this events of this episode occur yeah. before the Clone Wars movie? Uh, and it looks like that might be the case. And I'm sure we'll find out uh, one of these days. But uh, here we got a blockade on Christophsis, much like, Episode one, we had the blockade yeah. on the uh, with the Trade Federation, and it's just a war zone down there. They cut to a shot of Bale, and he's you know he's getting bombarded, 
Uh, it's like chaos down there. Is this the first time we've seen Christophsis in this TV series, though? Right? I believe it is. No, we saw Christophsis oh, in, uh, in Hidden Enemy. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. <clears throat> the one with the traitor. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. I feel like we might have seen it in two episodes because there was also the one with Mace. Uh, was that. Oh, I think they were back-to-back episodes. What was the one where Anakin... I, I All I remember from it really was where Anakin uh, slices open the thing and the, the window and then force pushes it and then does the same thing on the other end. Was that yeah. Hidden Enemy? I think that was Hidden Enemy, yeah. I think you're right. Okay. Okay, so uh, I've seen it before. Okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, so we've been to Christophsis on the series before. His uh, Hidden Enemy takes place exactly like right before the movie starts um but yeah. with this one it really seems like it does take place at the beginning of or before the movie starts because it seems like yularen is just getting used to anakin and uh right and it's the way he works yes exactly yeah. yeah yeah i i really wish that they would abandon this whole like just come right out and say that they've they've abandoned the whole uh continuity thing like they're the the mixed up continuity and that they're just going straight through yeah because unless you put like a time stamp on the beginning of it how are we supposed to know when what is taking place right and i think that right now they're using it as an excuse to just make stories happen whenever they want and uh and it seems a little sloppy to me somewhat like some of the other writing that's been going on in season two not that it hasn't been good because uh, season two has been awesome, right. but I don't know. There's just a few moments that it seems like they're just not giving us information because they know if they did, they'd have to explain something and then they'd have to do extra work and uh, and they're just trying to avoid it, you know? Right. And I, I guess not out of laziness, just, but just out of sloppiness. Yeah. Just like they're trying to be quick and have as much packed into an episode as possible as opposed to giving us the proper information that we require in order to know what the hell is going on. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah. that's just my observation. There it I is. Could... Uh, well, you know what? Here we go. We got a new character. Um, we get a command. Well, the first thing that jumped out at me was the command ship of Admiral Trench. It yep. looked, uh, it had the, the almost like a bird of prey type thing. And I'm, I'm going to keep bringing up uh, Star Trek maybe a couple times in this, in this recap because I got that feeling of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and another cool character in Trench uh, yeah. that doesn't last very long, which appears, but we'll get into that. Um, what did you think yeah. of the new character, though? I really like him. I really yeah. like the design, and I like the character himself. So uh, I would have liked to have seen him hang around for a little bit and getting a little bit annoyed with this killing of characters every single episode. Yeah, they're really going it's, through. Uh, it's not necessary, and they're starting to lose the the novelty of it, right? It's not going to be that big of a deal when characters do actually die. Like at first it was sort of, it, it was, well, like I said, novelty. Uh, it was one of the major attractions of the show was that there were characters dying, like clone troopers die in this series. Whereas most other kids series, you wouldn't see that sort of thing. Right. But, um, but then they keep introducing cool new characters and killing them off within the same 22 minutes. And, and <laughs> it's i don't know i'd like to see some of them return i'd like to see some characters not die at all you know but 
Right. I yeah. guess it's a war, so that's going to happen. That's going to happen. You know, one of the things that jumped out at me um, uh, at, at this particular moment was um, when Anakin decides to fall back mm-hmm. and he has the ship's turn. And as they're turning, uh, they're getting fired upon, right? So they're getting hit. And some of the debris breaks off and starts to float around. And that's just another another nice little touch that they add that they probably didn't have to do, but they're just going yeah. really detailed with this. And that's kind of the stuff that I appreciate that they do as far as the uh, the artists and the, and the way they render this. Just to add that those little touches like that, and this kind of makes it a little more realistic. So I just wanted to point that out too. Um, Anakin, Anakin uh, shuttles to the negotiator where Obi-Wan shows off a new weapon in the Republic arsenal, a prototype stealth ship. The needle-shaped starship is invisible behind its cloaking shield. And uh, Skywalker's mission will be to take the cloaked ship on a mercy mission to Christophsis surface. Skywalker would rather direct, uh, rather a direct confrontation with the enemy, however... Well, here I am. Tell me about this new weapon. You're looking at it. I'm looking at what? Two steps forward and you'd actually be kissing it. It's a stealth ship. Hmm, that's some trick. Let's hope the Separatists think so. So I assume scanners can't detect it. As far as we know, but this is the first real field test. That's encouraging. I figured you'd be up to the challenge. So, I can move in undetected and take them out from behind. That's a pretty small ship to destroy a whole fleet. Are there more? No, this is the prototype and you won't be on the offensive. I need you to run a mercy mission down to the planet's surface. The ship can carry enough supplies for Senator Organa's headquarters. Oh, I'm still the delivery boy? We don't need the whole fleet. I can do this myself. Anakin, slow down and do what I tell you. It's more important to save lives than destroy ships. I need you to continue the mercy mission. So here we go, Mike. It's uh, we got the prototype, prototype stealth ship, and uh, you know Anakin wants to use this for attack. Obviously, you know Anakin's Anakin, and uh, he's always thinking attack first. And and Obi Wan's like, hey, hold on, time out. You know we're going to use this for a supply run. I want you to get in here, get through this blockade, and get down and help bail. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Anakin's man, he, he thinks he's got a new toy to go, to go fight with, you know. But uh, no, that's not the case. But uh, as Anakin always does, he figures out a way to uh, get his way. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, his uh, his natural inclination is to do the uh, the most aggressive thing possible, and he takes this little ship. Which, when you first see it, you're like, that thing probably doesn't even have weapons. Like it doesn't even look like. I guess. You get a closer look, it has bubble turrets and stuff all over it, but uh, you wouldn't expect it to be uh, a warship. It's it's a stealth ship, you know? Um, and all it would take is, like, one good shot to the midsection to snap the thing in half. Right, right. But, uh, but Anakin, being Anakin, decides that he's going to use it to uh, go behind and uh, 
and try and blow them up. He thinks that, like, he he, he questions, you know, it's going to take more than one of them to, to take out the entire fleet, but uh, but doesn't stop to go, this might be the only one, which Obi-Wan has to correct him and goes, no, this is the prototype. We need it back in one piece. Right. So, uh, you know, be careful. <laughs> uh, Anakin's yeah. natural inclination is to, you know, crash a ship. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I don't know. It, I'm hearing a lot of people saying that it's a cool ship. I don't really like it. Well, that's all it is. It looks like a big torpedo. Yeah, I think it's really ugly. Yeah, it's not. That's not, just me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, aboard the Resolute, Admiral Yolan reaches the markings researches the markings on the invincible and recognizes the crest emblazoned on its hull Yularen's worst fears are realized as he confirms the enemy ship belongs to Admiral Trench Yularen calls for Skywalker to halt his departure so you know here it is Admiral uh, Yularen he's doing his research and he sees this seal uh, and he recognizes it at, as Admiral Trench, which we'll find out in a second here, that he has dealt with before. And we get a little bit of a backstory on what happens to uh, Admiral Yularen on one of his other uh, battles with Trench. Yularen explains his past history to Skywalker. Some time ago, a corporate fleet blockaded Malastare, prompting a Republic task force to retaliate. Yularen served with the force against enemy, advent, uh, enemy vessels commanded by Trench. According to reports, Admiral Trench died in the Battle of Malastare Narrows, but Yularen now recognizes Trench's tactics and efficient maneuvers here at Christophsis. He volunteers to accompany Skywalker, for he fears that one way or another they will face Trench's cunning. The crew of the stealth ship readies for takeoff, including rookie crewman CC-1284, also known as Spark. Trooper Blackout takes the newcomer under his wing. The needle-shaped ship disappears into the envelope of the cloaking shield. It begins slipping through the heavily armed blockade. So, uh, we have a cool scene uh, with Yularen and Anakin here. And, uh, and I think it's Anakin. Oh no, it's uh, Yularen. As they're as they're going past the blockade, uh, Yularen says, "Hey, if you get any closer, you know they won't need scanners. Yeah, to to know where we are. You know, and it's just another one of those lines where, you know, that's Anakin, man. He's you know the greatest pilot. Yeah, in the galaxy, and and he can do things like this. Yeah, and and get away with it. So." so. It had a definite, you know, submarine feel to it, though, as far as the, the sounds. And it almost sounded like the sonar going off um, and the cloaking and all that. It just kind of give you that, that uh, submarine feel to it. And that's where I, where I kind of got the, the Hunt for Red October and all those kind of submarine-type movies. It kind of reminded me of that. So. Yeah, it definitely had that vibe going for it where it was... Uh very very submarine movie very uh cold war type of thing right right for sure okay uh trench uh, admiral trench awaits the inevitable counterattack, seeking to pressure the republic into a foolish move trench targets the enemy outpost on 
ripped off its surface with hyena bombers. The droid fighters zip past the invisible relief ship and hammer Organa's headquarters. He contacts General Kenobi, desperate for reinforcements. Kenobi decides to engage Trench's forces, but Yalaran recognizes it's a trap. Anakin decides to go on the offensive. We are under attack by the Separatist fleet. They're coming by air and by ground. We can't hold out any longer. There's little chance for survival. Help us, General Kenobi. You are only hope. Get me Anakin. Anakin. I've just spoken to the Senator. They're in dire need of our help. Continue with your mission to the planet's surface. I will engage Trench's fleet with the ships I already have. General Kenobi, with all due respect, you do not have the resources to engage Trench openly. He wants you to attack. You'll be walking into a trap. He's right, Master. You won't stand a chance. Anakin, I've got enough problems without you becoming one of them. Get those supplies to the refugee camp. I'll worry about Trench. Just stay on course Your and... tactic won't work. Prep torpedo tubes one through four. Fixed range on Trench's command ship. So, Mike, what do you think there? Man, we got uh, Anakin's direct refusal again to listen to Kenobi. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've seen this a couple times. Um, you know... Anakin's not going to, you know, here it is. Anakin's not Obi-Wan's really Padawan on any, anymore, yeah. but there's kind of still that feel to it, though. But it's kind of funny to see Anakin just say, you know what? I'm not listening to you. I'm going to do what I got to do, and it's going to work out. I'll just relax. He kind of has yeah. that kind of attitude. And uh, this clip right here kind of shows that. Oh, and the beginning of the clip, we get, of course, Bail Organa. What does he say? Obi-Wan, yeah. you're my only hope. So a nice little callback there to uh, Princess Leia. So I thought that was neat. Yeah, yeah. very fun. Um, another thing that jumped out at me, too, was uh, the clones. Uh, uh, when they're working, you know, it seems like when they're working with Anakin, uh, one of them says to the, hey, when you work with Anakin, you're always on the offensive, you know? Yeah. And that's just how that's how he rolls with with Anakin and his group, and they, and they understand that and they go with it. So, um, did you notice the his co-pilot though? I had never seen that clone, that type of clone before. Do you know what that was? No, that was the, that was the first time I've seen this specific one. Yeah, yeah he had the kind of like the almost like a jet pilot where he had the the tube coming out of his uh, mouth section yeah. there, kind of coming down. Kind of a cool little look to him. So, I didn't know if that had. A, here before or not but i guess not so uh anyway uh go ahead mike skywalker decloaks the stealth ship and fires a volley of four proton torpedoes at the invincible the enemy flagship erects its thermal shields in time blocking the incoming missiles trench orders return fire and targets the stealth ship with a quartet of discord missiles uh, the stealth ship launches decoy flares before vanishing beneath its cloak. Trench orders a barrage of laser fire, but Anakin's ship avoids destruction and continues to hide. Trench surmises that the ship's pilot must be a Jedi, for no clone is that skilled a pilot. He also figures that the Jedi will attack again, given they went on the offensive the first time. Trench des des uh, decides to contact the enemy directly so you know here's trench a uh, really cool character like we said earlier 
a good tactician. He knows what he knows what he's doing, um, and he can figure out that he's not dealing with any normal pilot here or any normal clone or Republic uh, officer yeah. or anything like that. He's dealing with a Jedi here, and just the fact that Anakin was able to maneuver through that laser fire, that kind of kind of sprung it on him. Like, okay. This is big time here. I'm, I'm with the big boys now, you know. Yeah. This is uh, a Jedi, and I'm going to have to bring everything I got to bring this guy down. So what would you think of that uh, that particular scene there? Yeah, it was good, and it was some good space battle because uh, Anakin's, yeah. like, flying the ship through these torpedoes and avoiding them and all that sort of thing. It was uh, it was very cool. It was the sort of thing that I've been looking forward to at yeah. the series. So. Good stuff. Yeah. The arachnid officer sends out a general hail that is intercepted by the stealth ship. He calls out his unseen enemy and tries to goad him into attacking. Trench boasts he has dealt with cloaked ships before. Skywalker and Yularen puzzle over this revelation until Kenobi's research uncovers that Trench has indeed faced off against cloaked cruisers in the past, but had gotten past their censored countermeasures somehow. Anakin theorizes that Trent probably honed in on the ship's magnetic signatures with tracking torpedoes. Skywalker begins formulating a plan. He once again disengages the cloak and fires a quartet of torpedoes. He then immediately recloaks, and the torpedoes rain against the Invisible's thermal shields. Trench's tactical joy locks onto the stealth ship's magnetic signature, and Trench drops his shields to return fire with the tracking torpedoes. The torpedoes speed toward the stealth ship. Skywalker lowers the cloak and diverts full power to the ship's engines. He then speeds directly toward the Invincible, dragging the torpedoes with him. As the Invincible recycles its shields, the stealth ship skims past its hull at point-blank range, leading the torpedoes directly into its bridge. The massive cruiser shudders as explosions tear apart its spine. They are turning around. General, the cloaking device is active, but they're locked onto our magnetic signature. He took the bait. Turn off the cloaking device. Divert all power to the engines. He is headed right for us. He can't. Raise the shields. We cannot. The shields are still recharging. And that was uh, the very end there where Anakin, you know, again shows his expert pilot skills and just a perfect plan, though. I mean, here he is. It's kind of like almost like a jet pilot pilot type of thing where he's got the torpedoes following him. He's following the heat signature. So, hey, let's just fly over to where they came from, you know. And uh, it was a great look from Admiral Trench when he's doing this because you can see in his eyes that you know he's been had you know he sees it coming and he kind of has this look like his eyes go real wide yeah and then all of a sudden they kind of just kind of like close like you know I'm done and as Anakin boom he slides the ship right over the top of trenches 
and then here comes the uh, torpedoes to take out Trench's ship. So, you know, there it is right there. You know, there's the best pilot in the galaxy doing his thing. And I thought that was a neat little thing they did with Trench where they kind of showed you without even talking. Just like, ah, you know, he's been had. He's been yeah. bested by a Jedi. So, nice little scene there. I liked it. I like how he uh, was able to turn it around and and uh, send the torpedoes after the uh, the Invincible as it is. Yeah, I, I really wish that we could see him do something like this in a Jedi Starfighter instead of uh, yeah. some random ship. I mean, all of the stuff that we've seen him do that's been really impressive has been in all of these other ships, and we haven't seen Bigger him. ships, yeah. I don't even think yeah. we've seen... Uh, no, yeah, we have seen him pilot a Jedi Starfighter in the one episode. In the one where R2-D2 gets uh, taken away, but gets kidnapped but other than that we don't like we just see him flying all these transport ships or freighters or whatever um and I, i'd like to see him in a jedi starfighter for an entire episode just uh just doing this thing yeah but uh, yeah but maybe i'm just i'm just whining now I'm just <laughs> complaining. you're just complaining now yeah you you can't even oh it's okay Hey, everybody's got their everybody's got their thing, you know. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, no, I hear what you're saying, though. I mean, uh, I'm I'm sure we're gonna get to that, though. Here's hope. Uh, yeah, one of those days. Um, it finishes up here, and an amazed Kenobi praises Skywalker's unorthodox maneuver. The negotiator engages the rest of the Separatist fleet, while Skywalker makes good on his original mission to de- uh, deliver relief supplies. Yularen is impressed with his unusual Jedi general. So, you know, I think, like you said, uh, maybe this is where you learn, um, this is kind of where they first start uh, working together. Because yeah. there's a, there's a you know, Yularen states at the end there that uh, he says something to the effect of, yeah, uh, Palpatine mentioned that you were, you know, basically unorthodox or, you know, the way that he works is, different than anybody else and you're yeah. just gonna have to get used to it so maybe this is kind of like the first section of that and and some of the episodes we've already seen where there's some great interaction between Yularen and Anakin and how Yularen just has to kind of like oh well you know that's Anakin what are you doing and so I think that does point to more of a, of a fact that this episode occurred earlier on yeah and uh we get to see that the starting of the relationship between Yularen and Anakin working together. So, um, all in all, though, it's uh, I was glad to get out of the Senate and get back into some space battle. Um, I liked some of the, you know, I liked the the definite Star Trekky feel to it with the cloaking and the Admiral Trench's ship, and it kind of had that. Someone even actually said it looked like. Gonzo from the Muppets, the very front of it, because it had that beak that kind of tilted down, <laughs> which you could kind of yeah. see after you look at it. You're like, okay, I can kind of see that. But Trench, you know, a great character, but he's gone already. So uh, he had a nice, he had a cool <laughs> voice, and he had a had kind of a clicking to him when he before he spoke. Uh, kind of, yeah. kind of like a, you know, Grievous had. He, he kind of coughed a lot when he talked. So. You know, I think he was voiced by uh, D. Bradley Baker too. So, another great performance there. Um, Anakin going back to his usual ways. I liked his uh, direct defiance of Obi Wan. 
uh, basically saying he's going to, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do and it's going to work out and basically relax, Obi-Wan. I got, you know, I'll take care of it. And in, ultimately, in the end, he does take care of it and supplies get down there and and everything's good. But uh, those are some of the things that that I liked about the episode. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to uh, these next final episodes here. I think this is really going to be the beginning of a good season-ending uh, bunch of episodes here, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was what was your uh, overall feeling about this one? I really liked it. Uh, it it uh, it was definitely. I think this should have been the episode that we came back to, especially because they don't even need to right, be in order. Right. Um, and I, I really think that that this one sort of amped it up and it gave us what we were looking for, which was a little bit more of the space battles, which we haven't really gotten at all this season, I don't think, much of. Um, right. So that was good. But, uh, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen it last week as opposed to this week. And, uh, and while I wouldn't have liked to have seen Senate Murders at all, I felt like it really didn't have a place. Like, when you watch it, it just really doesn't feel like an episode of The Clone Wars. Um, when you compare it to everything else that we've gotten so far, it just really doesn't feel like it belongs. And then uh, and then this episode comes back, and it's it's exactly what we expect from The Clone Wars. So, yeah, it, it just would have been better suited as... Uh, as the reintroduction yeah. of the show from from over the break because it was a pretty substantial break oh yeah i mean yeah what, i think it was what five weeks yeah so i mean less for you but uh yeah no it's it's you know like i said it's it's going the right we're going to end up on a, on a good note here like i said bookending bounty hunter so um yeah it's going to be it's going to end up good i think it's time to head on over to the mailbag what do you think Sounds good to me. All right, let's do that. Uh, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, I had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Let's go ahead and uh, start off with Sebastian, our good friend Sebastian. Uh, Ignat emailed and he has a couple things, and it's talking about uh, the last episode we just saw. He had a few questions. So uh, he says, uh, hello, how much of Rhodia dislikes the senator? Uh, and he goes on to say, if the senator wasn't murdered, would the clone creation limit bill have passed or uh, still lose like it did in the episode? And how many different stealth vehicles have been created in Star Wars universe? So he has a bunch of questions here. So the first one how much of Rodia likes dislikes the senator? I don't know. We fu- we did find out that one of them really disliked him. Yeah. Because she killed him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know he did make some mistakes like we talked about last episode, and uh, I think it was Bombay Jedi, and he admitted to that. You know he he sided with the separatist, which he thought was good for his his people, and it turned out not to be that way. But uh, you know, he kind of figured that out by the episode Senate Murders. And, uh, but, you know, it wasn't good enough for uh, Lolo. And uh, she disliked him enough to kill him. And uh, so that's, 
it's hard to say how much of all Rodia, Rodia disliked him, but we we know one that that did for sure. Yeah, well, it's hard to say because we don't really know that much about Rodia, and you know their culture and their civilization and that sort of thing. So. Um, it would mostly be conjecture. And I mean, we could try and base something off of something in the expanded universe, but if we did, we'd just turn out to be wrong in six months. So uh, let's not do that. But um, it's difficult to say what, what the opinion of him was, other than, you know, it, what he was doing was unpopular. Right. And all of a sudden he made this turn from doing what was right for his people to now caring about the uh, the galaxy as a whole. I, I really don't think that he was the right character for it and that they were just using a character that they already had modeled and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that like his character in particular had a lot to do with, with uh, what was going on there. Like it wasn't specific. It wasn't something that we saw developed last season and then come to fruition it was just it was really this out of nowhere and that's why i say like it really didn't feel like it was a part of this series because it just all of a sudden came out of nowhere with this episode about about the clones and like yeah i don't know that's this whole non-linear storytelling thing though if they would just commit to it and tell a linear story right they could have set this up a couple of months ago in an episode and uh, and had it pay off you know but because they've decided to go with this non-linear storytelling style it it doesn't allow for that sort of thing so right right um no that's a good point and he, and he also asked about the senator if she wasn't murdered or if he wasn't murdered would the clone creation bill have passed or or still lose and i'm almost positive that it, it was gonna lose no matter what because Who's in control of this whole thing? Palpatine. And yeah. he was going to get this thing signed regardless of what was going on. And this, you know, it happened to work out for him. He was like, hey, I'll just roll with this. But he was going to get this through somehow. And, of course, he has to, you know, he wants to get this through because more clones means more ammunition for him later on when he decides to execute Order 66 Yeah. and take out the Jedi, you know. He doesn't want clone... Uh, production to stop he needs all these for his army so i don't think there's any way this thing wasn't gonna want to gonna lose so. yeah for sure yeah he he was pulling the strings the whole time and you know other than the fact that he seemed a little bit surprised i would think that you know once it sort of started going through like once once he discovered what was going on here he was just like yeah i'm just gonna let this happen because it suits my purpose because now this thing's definitely not going to go through, right? So that's Palpatine for you. Right. It's always pulling the strings of everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, how about uh, the stealth vehicles? I don't know that there's any been created. Uh, there, right? There's a TIE fighter. There's there's the cloaked TIE fighters from one of the uh, video games. From um, oh, what game was that? I think it was from one of the Rebel Forces games. Or Rebel Assault games, rather. Okay. Um, had had cloaked Tie Fighters. Um, I'm trying to remember which ones they were, which Tie Fighter they were, uh, or what the code name was, but I can't remember right now. Um, so I'm sure somebody will write in 
the, the big thing with cloaking devices is that we have the famous line from Empire Strikes Back, no ship that small has a cloaking, cloaking device. Yes, which is exactly. In the, uh, it's in the, the episode commentary by Dave Filoni. And uh, I got to say, I wasn't too pleased with the way that he addressed that because he addressed it with the sort of indifferent nature that we've seen other things handled. Exactly. That's what I got it from um, it too. Yeah. You talk about the commentary? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was very much like, yeah, whatever, you know, but the, there are very many ships with that, that small with a cloaking device, but, uh, this one but does, this one does <laughs> have a cloaking device. And it's like, well, if you know, then you're even more yeah. guilty. Like that's the thing, right? Like it, it's one thing if you guys didn't know, like when George decides to uh, yeah. to rewrite Mandalorian history because he doesn't bother to know anything about his own franchise, that's one thing. And, you know, you can't really excuse it, but you can understand it. But for Dave Filoni to be like, yeah, we know exactly what we're doing, and we just decide to disregard it anyways. It's like, um, so you don't think that we care. Is that what it is? Because he pretty much says that. He says, you know, we we make these decisions and it's like we we know that there are fans out there that care about it but we pretty much decide is it that big of a deal and what they always tend to decide is no it's not that big of a deal you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's it really doesn't matter and uh they're just gonna tell the stories that they want to tell which i guess is fine but uh i don't know it's sort of it's sort of just bugs me that attitude of it they're just gonna disregard stuff that's gonna bug us you know because like where does it stop because obviously they've taken it pretty far with uh with the whole clone thing so well i thought it was kind of you can kind of see the frustration in that commentary a little bit of dave filoni because he he actually like you said he tells he says to george lucas hey i thought uh ships this small don't have cloaking devices and like you said, he's like, oh, well, this one, yeah, this one can. Yeah. And he's like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in that commentary, uh, you kind of get that feeling like he's just kind of throwing his hands up going, all right, you know, you're the you're the creator. So yeah. he's trying, you know, you can kind of feel that Dave Filoni is trying to tell George, hey, you know, this is, I'm trying to keep you in continuity here, you know. And he's kind of like, well, I'll just wave it off. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, like I said, just take it for what it is. Um, and we'll just have to, that's the maker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with just that. Uh, whatever he wants. <laughs> we just. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Sebastian for the email. Yeah. And we are going to go head on the speeder bike to the forum post of the week. So we got the forum post of the week, and it is from Rexter 501st. And the post subject is favorite lightsaber battle. And then the post, of course, is what is your favorite lightsaber battle? And it doesn't really clarify. I think he's got a forum or a a, uh, 
a pole basically yeah. there where you can pick a bunch of different lightsaber battles. I didn't notice any Clone Wars in there. There's been some pretty good Clone Wars ones. Uh, I'm going to say, and I mentioned this on the live show we had, that it's going to be, it's really close. I mean, there's some great ones, but probably the, the uh, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, the Darth Maul, probably going to be up there as my favorite. I like the Anakin and Obi-Wan. It's, I mean, it's so close. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. how do you decide which one? Um, I just liked the fact that we got introduced to the double-bladed lightsaber. The whole Maul character was was great. He had this gruesome, uh, no fear look to him with this mm-hmm. with this intelligent voice that I felt we did not get enough of. If they would have thrown more of that into the fight, some dialogue. They they had everything I liked. They had speed in it. They had had it slowed down. Yeah. You know, when he fought Qui-Gon, it was a more of a slower fight. When he fought Obi-Wan, you know, it was a fast fight. Uh, Obi-Wan was kind of channeling a little bit of the dark side there when he was fighting uh, Maul by himself. So it, it just had some things in there that, that I thought was really good. All it needed was a little bit of dialogue. You know, and it's easy to armchair quarterback this stuff i mean yeah you know you can say a bunch of different things about it but you know for me I, that was probably my favorite although i did like the anakin obi-wan in episode three i mean it had a bunch of the same things you know it had some combat it had speed um some force involved i mean it had all that so but i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with episode one i'm gonna go with the uh ending battle with the three guys what are you going to go for mike what's your favorite uh, well i'll narrow out my least favorite ones to begin with okay uh, and by process of elimination we'll figure it out uh my least favorite is the obi-wan anakin dooku battle from episode two yeah um, okay that one's pretty obnoxious because it's so quick and it's pointless yeah it was too quick for um, me definitely yeah and it was not well choreographed like you can see how poorly choreographed it was and that was all uh it's not that it was poorly choreographed it was poorly executed and a lot of that was christopher lee because right you go to the shots of him actually doing stuff and you can tell you can tell because he's moving a lot slower they're starting from a really like uh jolty place like it's just all of a sudden it's it's him doing something and it's like it doesn't quite make sense but like it doesn't flow yeah but um yeah so that's gonna be my least favorite uh the yoda sidious fight i do not like either but that's more of a force battle than it is a lightsaber battle they only use their lightsabers for the first little bit of that yeah yeah um let's see and then i would go to Probably the episode three Dooku Anakin battle because it's over so quickly. Um, although it is, it is still pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. It's, it's got some it's good really scenes short. in it. It's got some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but it's really really short and uh, and really just a plot point. Not not much more than that. Um, so what does that leave us with? That leaves us with episode one, episode four, uh, episode six, the end of episode three, episode four, episode five, episode six. Uh, I would say it's probably a tie, a three-way tie between the Darth Maul Qui Gon battle, 
on Tatooine because I really like that one. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, it is really it's fast. fast. Yeah. It, yeah. It's I don't know. I I've always really liked it. I just like that moment in the movie. Um, yeah. Maybe that's because the movie's pretty boring up until that point, and then all of a sudden there's lightsabers hitting, and you're like, yeah, because that was the first. <laughs> Yeah. That was the first time that we'd seen lightsabers clash in however many years, right? So it's, oh, yeah. it's always made kind of an impression on me. Um, and then uh, I would say the episode three, Anakin and Obi-Wan battle. I, I really love that, especially the part where the thing's going over the ledge and they're on the cables and they swing. <laughs> yeah. and I, just I wish that that lasted yeah. longer that they would have stayed on those cables longer and actually fought. But, um, but that was really cool. I really like that. And then, uh, and then the empire strikes back, uh, Vader and Luke battle. That actually, that is a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's up there too. Um, and, and I'll always have a soft spot for Luke in uh, return of the Jedi. He's not fighting with his lightsaber against anybody else with a lightsaber, but I love the Sarlacc pit battle because you can tell that Luke's not been trained by anyone in how to use a lightsaber. Because he's just waving that thing around. He's just swinging that thing, huh? Like, waving Madman. I mean, there's a cartoon, a, a, a robot chicken skit there. And you know what? Family Guy will probably get it when they do their Return of the Jedi one. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, it's so unbelievable. They, but, but he still manages to look awesome doing it. But he's pretty much just waving the thing around. Not actually, you know, slicing anybody with it, but sort of waving it in front of them and then they fall off the side of the ship it's like a power rangers battle right right but yeah yeah that's that's mine those are my favorite i would say that as far as like the the most disappointed i was was there was a couple but i think uh the palpatine mace fight i mean it was it was okay but it started out really cool i mean you get oh yeah Sidious that's doing this twisty thing the worst one you know you're right Totally and and oh man, that, one's a, that one a is. Joke. Yeah, there, there it was so much potential in there. I mean, you got Sidious going against four Jedi. I mean, how can you not explore that and take this into a, you know, let him fight these guys for a while? I mean, you got four yeah. Jedi masters. Wait, was it four? Yeah, four. Yeah. And, and of course, you got a Dark Lord and Sidious who's really good. But come on. I mean, there's no way that he could take out just the way they went out. It it just didn't work, and there was so much potential in that fight. Yeah. And they, I just felt that they just blew it on that because you could have had Kit Fisto going at it, and you had uh, well at that time was it uh, Aiken Kolar or was it uh, Aiken Kolar? Aiken Kolar. Yeah. yeah, it's it's man. Sicey Tin Aiken Kolar. They get killed right off the bat, and then. Um, and then Kit Fisto lasts about a half a second longer than them and then dies. And then Mace and uh, Insidious fight for a bit. And they go for a little bit, and and it's it's okay. And I think they fell into the same trap they did with Dooku, where they're using uh, they're using Ian McDermott in yeah. some of the shots, right? And they're trying to make this fight uh, a little more f- slow and fluid, you know? Yeah. But wow, such a huge job! And like I said, it started out awesome. You know, he he throws the lightsaber down through his sleeve and does this twist in the air and has this you know guttural kind of screech to him, which was really cool. And then all of a sudden, it just 
boom, 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 three dead. You're like, wait a minute, time yeah. out here. What's going yeah. <laughs> Come on. This is a perfect opportunity to have a huge battle. But, of course, maybe they didn't want to step on the toes of the battle against Obi-Wan and Anakin. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're thinking. You know, let's save all this good lightsaber stuff for later on. But for me, you know, I love combat. I love lightsabers. I would have ate that up, man. Give me as much as you can. I'll take it. So yeah. probably my most disappointed was that one. Uh, as far as lightsaber fights, but uh, and then of course the uh, you talked about episode two with the Dooku one, that one just didn't work as well either. Um, too quick, too many close-up shots. Um, I, you know he likes to film the actors doing their thing, and that's great. You know, but uh, just could have been so yeah. much more. But like I said earlier, you know it's easy to go back and say, oh, I could have done it so much better. I wish I would have done that. Yeah, that. but. I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of of film and 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 all that. Stuff. No, I'm sure that there were reasons for all yeah. of that. But so, but that was a cool subject. I mean, we could talk a lot on this. I mean, we can go all. Oh, we we could go. Well. We do an entire episode on <laughs> just lightsaber stuff. stuff. Yeah, definitely. We didn't even get into any of the Clone War stuff. So, yeah. So uh, with that, uh, we got the upcoming uh, upcoming episode description. Yep. I, we don't have a video, uh, audio preview, but uh, I'll go ahead and read it here, and then, Mike, you can kind of tease us with a little bit here. <laughs> uh, the episode is called Bounty Hunters, and uh, it says, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka form an uneasy alliance with four bounty hunters in order to protect a local spice farmer on Felucia from Hondo Anaka and his band of pirates. So here we go. We get Ahsoka's coming back. We haven't seen her in a while. Mm-hmm. Hondo. And Aka is coming back. Yep. And we get bounty hunters. So, what can you, without spoiling us, what uh, what can we look forward to? Uh, this is. I'm, I'm just gonna hype it up. That's all I'm gonna do. Is here it comes, folks. Is here it is. The best episode since Trespass. Oh. Um, I don't know. I. It's on really even ground with Trespass. Trespass is still just a little bit better for me because it's got a better uh, style better artistic flair to it um just because you get the new costumes you're in a different environment from all these other episodes yeah um and then with this one we're just we're back on felucia which we've already been to felucia once so you know that's all right but but um the new characters in this episode are just awesome we finally get to see enbo and Mm -hmm. okay you guys let me know next week before we record our episode so email right after you watch the episode right after you watch bounty hunters and let me know i think enbo used to be a jedi i think that's what that what's going on there because he's got this attitude that he's not he's not like a a tough guy or a show off or anything like that and some of the stuff that he does it's like how could you do that without the force? He's at least a force adept. Uh-huh. And some of the sort of sideways glances that he gets from like Obi-Wan and Anakin, it's kind of like when, when the battle scenes heat up, he, uh, he does stuff that I've never seen non force users do in any star Wars. So, uh, he's either that or he's a use and bonk. Cause they're the only other ones uh-huh. right. that, uh, that have done anything crazy, but he's not a use. So, um, 
So, yeah, I really think that he's a Jedi. I think that that's what's going on there because uh, we'll, we'll see him again in in other episodes, I'm sure. Um, when Hondo comes back and uh, and he's awesome, as always. He's such a great character from the first season, so it's cool to see him come back. Right. And uh, and we get to see a new species on Felucia, these farmers, uh, the spice farmers. Um, nice. It's just it's a really cool episode. There's a lot of really cool new designs uh and uh, and you guys should be looking forward to it for sure. Sweet. Well, you put it out there, Mike, man. Yeah. Anything that goes up with uh with trespass, with, yeah. With trespass. Woo. Yeah. Nice. Looking forward to that. Bounty yeah. hunters. Okay. So uh All right. I guess that's, that's it. it huh? Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Our username is Clone Wars. Head over to Facebook to join our group and our Facebook page. That's uh, facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. And as always, head over to the Geek Out Loud forums at www.geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. And uh, I guess that's it. That's, that's everything. It. So, uh, so we'll see you guys next week. And uh, Matt, what do you got to say? No, that's just, I was just to say, we'll see you guys all next week. And uh, until then, may the force be with us. Take care, everybody. See you next time. See you.